Security is one of those things where I think as people move here to the second half of 22 and 23, you just want to have an awareness now and realize that the tools have, have come a long way while we've been working from home the last two years. Rhett Livengood there from Intel, the Director of Digital Business Enabling. Hey, security threats, they are ever evolving. So too, though, are the technologies like the 12th gen Intel Core processors that can provide your organization with modern protections. We'll talk about those on this episode of the Connection Tech Experience Solutions Podcast. Hey folks, James Hilliard back with you all. And again, Rhett Livengood with us from Intel Security. It is in our spotlight. So Rhett, let's just jump right on in. I want you to take us back when you started your journey in the tech world. What did security look like? Security used to be, you know, when I first started off, it was what I call the um, the secure wall. So it was once you came inside the building, you wanted to make sure your system was secure. So there were things like we wanted to make sure someone didn't steal your notebook or desktop. So we actually were given metal connectors that we had to have cables that cable. So I still have a cable. It's a cable to my desk. So if you come in and then we had to have a lock with the key for the docking station. So you could get the notebook out. I still remember when we had our first, you know, security software, we put on the notebook and we would load it on there and it would bring the speed of the notebook way down. And yeah, it was very, very simplistic security, but it was very much what I call defend the fort. If yeah. I can use that old um, kind of a battle analogy there, but yeah, that was, that's where we started. And um yeah, boy, there's a lot of cables sold. I don't know who I don't know who sold all those, but they must have made a killing. <laughs> right. They they must have. I was way back in the day, Rhett, the voice of one of the CD-ROMs of one of the major antivirus companies out there. You put the CD-ROM in, and I was the voice that said, now that you've inserted this, please go to the top right-hand corner and click this, then click here, click this. Setting. And I would walk people through how to set up their antivirus. And that was the defense at that point. It was just antivirus. Yeah. It was make sure that really a script kitty didn't get up on your screen and, and start making some uh, yeah. you know, digital graffiti. Yeah. It was it was mischievousness back in the day. And now fa fast forward to 2022. Let's go to your chief commercial officer at Intel, Christopher Shell. And Christopher Shell says this at Intel Vision 2022 data breaches getting expensive, averaging. Hold your breath here. Four point two million dollars per breach, according to IBM security report. So we've gone from a world of inconvenience to a world of major disruption. And so we want to talk about that today with everybody and, and really just kind of level up because things are changing so fast in security. Want to get Intel's view. What is going on? What are the things we need to consider? What should be our mentality? What should be some process? What are some technologies that can help us on that front? So let me come back to you, Rhett. Big yeah. business, big cost in terms of breaches. What's Intel's feeling around security these days? Yeah. Highest level. You know, so kind of connecting back to the, um, you know, protecting the fort, right? So when employees started bringing their computing devices outside of the fort, if you will, or their office place, we had virtual private networks. 
right? So that was keeping this, you basically were taking your office and moving it maybe to a hotel or a coffee shop or another building. And, you know, you still kind of had that, that walled uh, garden, if you will. Now where we're at today is we are just assuming you're going to get attacked constantly. So it's basically what we call zero trust. In other words, we're not going to trust any links or anything that comes in there. And rather than have this um, sometimes um, virtual private networks can be bottlenecks, it can completely slow down, it can knock employees off your, you know, off your internet. It's very expensive. It's very difficult to keep updated. We basically now have um, security software that everything that comes in, whether it's an email or a link or other types of, of, of software, we have that we have that security actually goes along with the software and protects it no matter where you are. So that kind of vision on how we look at applications coming in mainly from the cloud these days, we essentially secure it you know, as it comes in application and link by link, that's kind of the new strategy. And, and, and you say that we do it and it's the new strategy, but you and I both know that there are still a lot of companies that aren't there yet. Right. That's, and that's, that's right. Yeah. We're still on that, that, that journey and really, you know, we'll, we'll go to that COVID time. Yeah. And especially when everyone got home, I know a lot of people did implement those VPNs, but it wasn't just in a, a VPN for the road warrior at the airport. And then at the hotel for a little while, it's now full on divisions, eight hours a day, constantly connected to that VPN. I mean, that put a lot of stress on a lot of it teams that I've talked to. It, it did. You're right. And what people did uh, during the pandemic was it was kind of the more is better. So more security software is better. The uh, endpoint or the PC client um, software security market, there are 1,700 vendors and packages you can buy today. Just to give you an idea, 1,700, um, which is a lot. And obviously putting more software on your computing device slows it down. So that's what we've seen is the you know business end user experience, whether you're at home in the office, um, has has gone down. So we have looked at adding a lot of the security in the hardware, put it in the hardware in a separate place from the central processing unit, CPU. Thus, you can have very, very secure systems. It connects in with your um, software security and it does not slow down your system. So that's the big thing we've been working on kind of post pandemic. How do you get a really secure system without slowing it down and messing up you know, your, your day-to-day applications you have to work with? I'm gonna push back on you on Intel, on the entire security apparatus that's out there right now, in, I think, a good way. And here's that pushback. (laughs) We're getting good. You're getting good at security. So some knucklehead like me thinks, well, then good. They got it taken care of. I can just do whatever I want and the problem will get stopped. I don't have to have this secure first mentality. I can just do what I want because they've got it taken care of. Please tell me that I'm wrong. 
that we still need to be acting correctly because you don't have it 100% taken care of you. No, no. So the weakest, the weakest link in any security system, and you know how security works, right? There's the technical uh, solutions, which we work on every day, but then there's the people, right? The people have to be able to you know, get in and use their system and not, not be locked out along with all the, the bad actors. And we find that training the employees and getting them to act in secure ways is the most important. So for instance, things like, do you have a password that isn't one, two, three, four, five, six, something very simple, right? Um, are you using um, multi-factor authentication maybe to make sure you're not doing your bank transactions uh, maybe at a coffee shop or at an airport and you don't realize that people are actually snooping and, and watching all that stuff. Are you learning that you shouldn't click on that free trip to Hawaii because perhaps that is going to come in and put all kinds of things on your system that your IT is going to have to clean up later. So I think there, to your point, uh, uh, James, I think there is a lot of employee awareness and employee training that needs to happen um, regularly. So we actually here at Intel, we, we have some practice for the employees that happens uh, intermittently throughout the year. And we simulate bad actors on there and we get people to click on the links. And then when they, when they do that bad thing, then they have to go to training. Uh, it's a very quick training, but it's, it's, it's very, you know, definitely makes you aware. And the phishing attacks have gotten so sophisticated. I mean, even Intel, sometimes I'll put two L's in Intel and it looks like it's an official Intel email. The colors are there. It's personalized to me. It's like, oh, this is good. And you look down there, you're like, wow, they misspelled Intel. It's so you really got to be careful these days. And, and I've heard the stories, you know, social media plays into this where someone will say they're going on vacation and someone, a, a recent story I heard was able to use that, knew a CFO was going on vacation, mocked up an email, sent it into, you know, the, the CEO said, hey, I'm going on vacation. Okay, that sounds legit. I know you are. I authorize whatever. And almost a big old breach and everything that it was, it was mitigated, et cetera. But, but I've heard stories like that. You brought up the awareness. I want to do one more tip here from from you something maybe you've seen other organizations do to continue that level of awareness training then i do want to talk about some of the technology because i said you're not at 100 percent, but intel's been doing a lot of great work to up the uh security game so i want to talk about that the ecosystem uh some technical things but one more on the human front of what's a good way to continue to train and keep your staffs aware to compute safely I think the key thing for the staff is, you know, first give, give them the tools and make sure everything is set up. Um, you want to make any of the security patches, download updates. You want to make it seamless. You want to have those run in the background when the person is, is not working. And of course, as you know, uh, we have very flexible work hours these days, depending where we're working. At Intel, we can actually choose when we do, when we do those patches. A little no notification will come up. Do you want to run it now? Do you want to run it an hour? Do you want me to come back in three hours, four hours? So you can actually choose. And that, that's, you know, <laughs> it, we, at least at Intel, we don't have these where it pops up and says, we're going to do a security update, for instance, during, <laughs> during our recording session here. That used to happen. And all of a sudden, it would take over my PC and shut down and, you know, James, we were done for the day, you yep. know, so those, those things we've gotten rid of. The other thing is um, we have um, outside firms um, send us uh, malicious 
uh, emails to the employees and um, they do it in times when we're busy. Um, they can tell like during lunch times, maybe we're traveling in the car and we've switched from um, from the, a PC to a phone. So maybe we just have email. It's really easy just to click on that link. So they really are trying to make us aware that you need to look at every email and every link before you just blindly click on it. So, um, you know, that training has even caught the best of us, including myself. I just went to the training uh, about a month ago because, wow, it was it was really well done. <laughs> but um, that's how it is. It's really awareness. And you want to do it as part of kind of training as part of um, an employee's day and not something that stops them from working or really slows their system down and that type of thing. So that's where we're really moving on. How do you add security in as part of the business user experience and not have that always be a negative experience? Yeah. Or punitive, right? Feeling, oh, you did a bad yeah. thing. So now right. you're in trouble. It's, hey, happens to the best of us. Yep. We want to educate you so it's not an issue and even more so educate you so it's not an issue for you at home because a lot of us are working at home now we've got other spouses and kids that are long and we don't want those machines to get compromised and you know all that type of stuff right yep that's exactly right so you know it's like anything else you've got to look at kind of the you know the, the holistic approach to your 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 business experience you've, you've got your equipment um, you've got, you know, you, you've got your smarts and your behavior and you've got the technology, but you really have to look at all three areas to your point, James, you can't just have the best technology. And if you don't train the employees, you're still going to have a bad result. Let's talk about the difference between the protect the fort that you and I started mm -hmm. talking about and today's multi-layer approach to security. And what I'd love, Rhett, is for you to give us all a bit of what does multi-layer mean to you? It can be different for different people, but what's it mean to you and to Intel? And, and, and if I count now, I'm counting multi-layer has got to include at least like five layers, um, but but those numbers can change. What does multi-layer define that for us? And then I want to talk yeah. about some areas where yeah. Intel focuses on a couple of those layers. Yeah. So, you know, multi-layer, if, if if you look from a user experience, if we look at our, you know, our operating system. So let's say you're, um, you know, running Microsoft um, Windows, you know, there are several layers of security of security of the operating system. You have security, maybe you're using Office 365 um, as an application. Um, you've got Windows Defender, um, which actually looks at all of the um, application switching layers. And then what we do at Intel is we actually put security layers, we call it Intel Hardware Shield, down at the chip level. So even if someone gets in your operating system or your applications and maybe even corrupts your machine, um, it will actually detect that and protect your system down in the hardware layer. So we, we always say software security is great, but hardware plus software security is better. And so the different layers were literally um, going from the software layer all the way at the top where you're, you know, you're logging in and you're seeing your, your, your system come up and running. You have your application layers and then all the way down in the hardware layers and the BIOS and all those hardware levels that most people don't even see when your machine's coming up and it's going through. We've got security down at those layers as well. So we can detect and in a lot of times correct when there um, are viruses or bugs or maybe someone is in your PC. We can we can see that now by by looking at those different layers. 
things like hardware shield, things like Intel's threat detection technology, completely fully turned on, never have to touch it, set it, forget it when that machine comes to me? Do IT teams need to go through and look at certain settings? And do you find that some teams do make adjustments based on what their needs are? What's the touch for an IT team on and with some of these Intel security options? Yeah, so we've we've got it automatically turned on. Obviously, you've always got the um, ability to turn it off, but a lot of what the IT groups are doing is integrating in their own um, security software packages, working with the operating system and the hardware. So that's really where their their expertise is is coming. What we're doing for the the extra security uh, layers is we are, um, you know, as, again as part of our vPro platform, we have got that security area of our hardware of our chip where you can do that so it is not slowing down or affecting your other applications so that's the big thing i always tell people you can get a lot of software packages and put them on there but be careful that you have got a good business system because if you don't it's going to slow down your system and sometimes it's going to slow it down more than even half very noticeable so be be careful out there and what happens when things slow down? James gets impatient. So then James wants to try and do something different. So James <laughs> makes bad business choices or bad security choices or or things like that, right? I mean, that that's human nature. That happens. Yeah. And, you know, I think Connection has done um, an, an excellent job um, servicing their customers. They really do. Um, they have as part of their services, they've got uh, security checks. They've got um, the ability to go in and show how security is is affecting the different stack you might have uh, at a company. So they are really working with the IT groups to enhance and really, I would say, optimize um, the security builds. And it's very important having a solution provider that that knows all of that and can really get it to integrate together. Some of the things that we've touched on so far have to do with still the mentality of securing the fort. We just know that the fort has uh, many uh, little outposts now. And, you know, that that perimeter is so much larger. I want to talk about protecting something else. And it is the gold of today. And that's a four letter word data. And that's mm -hmm. what people are after. It's one thing to get into a system, yes. but it's another than to get to the goods and the goods is data. So what are some of the things that are available today? Again, that's why I said multi-layer security can have, you know, any yeah. number of, of layers. What's Intel's focus and, and what are some things that we can look for and explore in terms of protecting data? Yeah. So in protecting data, a lot of the work is around encrypting the data, all the data. So let's we'll just use a, a, a simple uh, transaction. I'm gonna I'm gonna send um, an email. Um, I am going to send. I'm James. I'm going to send you your paycheck. I'm going to send you your bi-monthly paycheck. So here we go. So um, Intel's got a third-party system. It has your paycheck. We look. Everything's correct. So in the old days of sending it to you, I would you know I would send it across the secure VPN, hopefully, and you would get it open it and and um and and there there's your check nowadays we are assuming that it's going to go through what we call a dirty path right there's going to be all kinds of attacks who knows as it goes from you know my system to your system who's going to be able to um connect with that so what we do is we've got the encryption side here as it's going through this very dirty path 
um, no one's going to be able to read it and no one's going to be able to touch it until it gets to your system. It de-encrypts and voila, you get to read it. So it is really that zero trust um, philosophy out there that we're doing that we're just assuming that bad things are going to happen. And that's how we design the security system. So you can get your paycheck and we don't completely corrupt your PC because somebody is trying to, you know, use your paycheck to get in your bank account, for instance. Let me ask you in terms of a little bit of, of moving forward. Um, and, and part of this is moving forward with the car analogy of a rear view mirror. Um, you and I spoke recently, Ren, we had a whole conversation about this wherever workplace and just how, how the world has changed and in, in how we accomplish work and, and communicate with each other. And of course, our technologies have improved to, to allow for all that collaboration. Um, on the security front, are you finding that now is a good time for teams to kind of reset and say, okay, we did some things a couple of years ago, some things we just had to do. Um, but now as we have people coming back into the office, we're starting to see some differences. I'll give an example. Um, you and I, right, we're collaborating virtually online. One of the first times that we chatted recently, we were in different locations. So we used a system to communicate and, and work with each other. Flawless, no problems. Everything was up and running. And as we were getting together for this conversation, we realized we needed a different platform because we were in different areas and there were different rules in place. And so, great, we use another platform. We're able to take care of business. So it's nice that we have options, but those dynamics are changing. And so there's a constant, I think, awareness too, is you have to evaluate the security of where are the people and what's the acceptable risk at home versus yeah. in the office versus this. How's that being contemplated at Intel? Yeah. So what we found is, is a lot of people, um, I'll use the word, come back into the office um, environment. A lot of people for a variety of reasons have, how, have had to um, either um, either use um, what we call consumer-based uh, PCs or a lot of consumer software applications. So, um, and a lot of these applications have not been um, updated with the current security protocol. So for instance, what happened um, uh, earlier today is, you know, there was a link and it went into a, a, a very good, um, you know, uh, consumer um, video uh, and collaboration application. The problem is it hasn't been designed with all the security hooks to be able to do things like real-time encryption and decryption of the data. And that would be the data for us transferring between um, each other to do this uh, podcast. So when I came into the business environment, they're like, ooh, this application is, is not secure. So therefore, we are not going to allow you to connect to it, Rhett, as an Intel employee. So we had to use one that has gone through that protocol. But it's very simple. The security is actually built in um, to the application. And you know, the systems are smart enough now that they can read it decide it's not secure they don't they don't care what the issues are and they ju they just keep you out of it so it can be frustrating um, for employees to go back into work so again part of that security assessment um, that security audit that i think is so important that um, connection does a great job of doing um, they're they're that's going to need to come back into the forefront again as now we have employees some at work some at home some traveling we're going to need to do some upgrades of the of the applications as as we move forward. And you know, 
all the work can be done. It's just that, uh, you know, we, when, when everybody was at home, it was kind of a little bit easier now that doing true hybrid where you have in work and at home, I think is going to be more difficult. And that's going to be the next generation of workplace transformation we're really dealing with in 2022. And that's where then I'll come to you with kind of last idea before I share some follow-up and contact information is it's kind of crystal ball. Right. I, I, I do look at security as a competition. Uh, I don't see an end to this game. The bad actors and those that are trying to prevent bad actions, it, it, it's a competition. And sometimes we see the bad actors all of a sudden throw something our way and man, we weren't ready for uh, that one. Or, hey, we've been catching up a little bit. We're doing a good job of security. What are some areas that you think are going to be of focus? Maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year from now on that security front. What are things that people listening today will be hearing about on that security front in the coming months, year plus? Yeah, I think I think one of the big things and, you know, you've heard of this and I'll use the word buzz, buzzword. You've heard of um, artificial intelligence. And when we think of artificial intelligence, you know, we think of some, you know, mysterious, you know, outer space uh, thing that's going to happen. But really what artificial intelligence is learning systems and repeating it over and over again and really turning that into an algorithm. So you as a you as a person or as a worker don't 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 have to remember it. So I think what you're going to see is that with the use of artificial intelligence in business, it is going to actually go out, check to see if this link is bad. I'll use that as an example. It'll try it out in a safe space. If it is bad, it'll go ahead and remove it. If it's good, it'll be fine. All of that will happen automatically before you as a user click on something bad and turns your PC into a brick. So I think we're going to use some of these artificial intelligence and things that might uh, be a little bit further in the consumer space. You're going to see that in the business space, helping employees out wherever they are, stay secure. All right, Red. Hey, good place to wrap up. Kind of brings us back to the ever-evolving threats, but also the ever-evolving uh, security technologies that are available to us today and, and hopefully again in the future as we continue to drive forward here. The artificial intelligence definitely going to be a hot space. So we'll continue to check in with you on that. Folks, if you want more information now about how the uh, 12th gen Intel Core processors, how technologies like Intel vPro, other technologies, how they can all help protect your organization's networks and the data, we encourage you to visit connection.com slash intel with that as always please subscribe like and share our tech experience solutions podcast and you can be on the lookout for episode 107 delivering hybrid and remote workforce capabilities that is the conversation i referenced just a little while ago that red and i had previously and we did again focus on the modern work world that we do live in with that we're going to wrap things up on behalf of the entire team here continue to be safe be well and we do look forward to talking to you all definitely. Thank you.